Hello listeners from my English class and especially Miss Norwich. My name is Ethan Vlemix and I have my father alongside with me today to discuss my topic on how having supportive and reliable parents is so important for a child's health and their future happiness and success. Thanks Ethan for asking me to join you on your podcast. I'll be listening to your comments and I'm here to answer any of your questions from a parent's point of view. Well, I just want you to know that researching this topic has made me realize just how supportive mom and you have been throughout my childhood with all my sports. I could always rely on you both to get me to my practices and games. You always seemed to be there for me when I needed you. Thanks for saying that, Ethan. I think it took me probably until I was an adult to realize how important my parents were and all the sacrifices that they made for me. So dad, what was your childhood like? Oh, well, I was lucky enough to be raised in a family with a stay-at-home mom and a father who worked all day, but who was always present every evening. They raised five children on one income, so we didn't have much, but we all turned out to be happy and responsible adults. Boy, things sure are different now. Not as many women can stay at home anymore, right? That's true. Nowadays, it usually takes two incomes to raise a family. That is why both parents need to be active participants. I came across a video from June 20th, 2010 of former President Barack Obama called Promoting Responsible Fatherhood when he spoke about parental responsibility and this is what he said was the type of parents children in America need. You know, our, our children don't need us to be superheroes. They don't need us to be perfect. They do need us to be present. They need us to show up and give it our best shot, no matter what else is going on in our lives. They need us to show them, not just with words, but with deeds, that they, those kids, are always our first priority. Those family meals, afternoons in the park, bedtime stories, the encouragement we give, the questions we answer, the limits we set, the example we set of persistence in the face of difficulty and hardship, those things add up over time. And they shape a child's character, build their core, teach them to trust in life and to enter into it with confidence and with hope and with determination. And that's something they'll always carry with them. That love that we show not with money or fame or spectacular feats, but through small daily acts. The love we show and that we earn by being present in the lives of our children. I think Obama was telling his audience that we as parents can be good role models for our children just by being present in their lives and showing interest in what they're doing. Then our kids will know that we care about them and we love them and they probably won't go looking elsewhere for role models. I think that this is what happens to children who do not get the attention they need at home. Obama made this speech on Father's Day in 2010 because he was concerned about an epidemic of absent fathers in the African-American community that was leading to an increase in gang violence and deaths among young black men. Here's what he said about the need for fathers in a family. Fathers are our first teachers and coaches or in my house, assistant teachers, assistant coaches, to mom. Uh, but there are mentors, uh, role models. They show us by the example they set the kind of people they want us to become. 
But we also know that what too many fathers being absent means. Too many fathers missing from too many homes, missing from too many lives. We know that when fathers abandon their responsibilities, there's harm done to those kids. We know that children who grow up without a father are more likely to live in poverty. They're more likely to drop out of school. They're more likely to wind up in prison. They're more likely to abuse drugs and alcohol. They're more likely to run away from home. They're more likely to become teenage parents themselves. Didn't Obama grow up in a fatherless home? That's probably why this issue was so important to him. That's true. His father left when he was two years old and he stated that it left a hole inside his life. Fortunately, he had a wonderful mother and grandparents to raise him to become a very successful man. His upbringing is kind of similar to that of Trevor Noah's in the book Born a Crime, who was also raised by his mother and grew up to become a celebrity and host of his own show. Well, today, people are more willing than ever to move across the province or the country or even the world to find jobs. So having that extended family nearby to help raise their children is not always available like it was for Obama and Trevor Noah. Just look at our family, for instance. Your brother David moved all the way to Vancouver Island to find his dream job, and now they're raising their daughter all by themselves without any extended family nearby to help them. On top of what Obama said about fatherless homes, I found research from a Statistics Canada page that stated that single-parent households have more stress and pressure to find an acceptable balance between work and child-rearing obligations, and this can lead to inadequate parenting and social problems for the child. When the child is neglected, there is an increase in emotional and psychological issues, and the child develops lower self-esteem and has increased anger and frustration that can lead to violent behavior. The child feels abandoned, sad, and lonely. They sometimes have difficulty socializing and connecting to others because they think there must be something wrong with them. Then they make poor decisions because they want to feel accepted, so they take risks that are dangerous. How does that compare to families that have two parents at home? Well, I also found research from a BBC News story that indicated that these children have lower levels of risk-taking behavior, like substance abuse and being sexually active when young. They are also more likely to marry at an older age and stay married. Children in two-parent families also eat healthier, get better dental care, and have fewer injuries that require medical attention. They also miss less school day due to illness than one-parent households. Economically, near, nearly half of, one, half of all single mom families live in poverty while one in ten married families have the same distress. As for the child's well-being, two-parent families are more closely monitor the child's behavior and know where they are and who they are with, so these children are less likely to participate in problem behaviors. Two-parent homes also tend to be more involved in their children's schools and stress higher educational goals for them. These statistics were found from a National Fatherhood Initiative page. This is what Obama said about raising children. raising our children is the most important job in this country and it's all of our responsibilities mothers and fathers 
Many people believe that peers have more influence on a teen than the parents. What do you think about that theory? I believe that parents underestimate the influence and impact they have in shaping their children's future and keeping them safe. I don't think that they should see themselves as competing against peer influence. Parents might not be able to choose their children's friends, but they can influence who they might connect with by signing them up for activities where they will meet positive peers. Then the parents can nurture those friendships that they believe are healthiest for their child. So that's how you've kept me out of trouble all these years. I must admit that my closest friends have come from sports and other activities that you signed me up for as a kid. That's right. We kept you so busy that you didn't have any free time to get in trouble. But when I think back at my youth, uh, we grew up in a very poor neighborhood and my parents didn't have the money to enroll me in extracurricular activities. So I spent most of my time hanging out with my two buddies, Brad and Al. Well, my parents must not have liked the surroundings that their children were growing up in. So they moved us out to the countries so that they could have more influence on us and keep a better eye on us. Well, today I'm a non-drinker just like my dad and my two buddies, Brad and Al, are struggling alcoholics. Wow, I didn't know that. This is what Obama had to say about keeping kids out of trouble. Government can't keep our kids from looking for trouble on those streets. Government can't force a kid to pick up a book or make sure that the homework gets done. Government can't be there day in, day out to provide discipline and guidance and the love that it takes to raise a child. That's our job as fathers, as mothers, as guardians for our children. So dad, it sounds like your parents make some pretty significant sacrifices for their children. Have you and mom had to make any sacrifices for your three children? Well, like every family, we definitely had to make some. Probably the most significant sacrifice I can think of was your mother transferring from a job that she absolutely loved to another department at her workplace so that we both wouldn't be working shift work and so that we could have a more stable home life for our kids. Yep, that sounds like something mom would do. I'm now 17 years old and really enjoy spending time with my friends, but I read that parents should try to get more involved in their teens' lives because they need their guidance and discipline to stop inappropriate behavior before it becomes the norm. What do you think? Well, that sounds right to me. Even though teens need their space to grow into adults, parents shouldn't lose touch with them or else their children might believe that their parents don't care or believe in them anymore. Parents need to know that they are their children's foundation and their influence is more fundamental and lasting than any other influence. These are the encouraging words Obama left America with from his Father's Day speech. Like a lot of the men here, you know, since that time I found there's nothing else in my life that compares to the pleasures I take in spending time with my girls. Nothing else comes close to the pride I feel in their achievement and the satisfaction I, I get in watching them grow into strong, confident uh, young women. Now, over the course of my life, I've been an attorney, I've been a professor, I've been a state senator, I've been a U.S. senator, and I currently am serving as President of the United States. But I can say without hesitation that the most challenging, most fulfilling, most important job I will have during my time on this earth is to be Sasha and Malia's dad. And that, 
You don't need a fancy degree for that. You don't need a lot of money for that. No matter what doubts we may feel, what difficulties we may face, I, we all have to remember being a father is it's not a, just an obligation and a responsibility. It is a privilege and a blessing, one that we all have to embrace as individuals and as a nation. Obama sure is a fantastic and influential speaker, and I think that he definitely backed my idea that supportive and reliable parents are needed to have healthy, happy, and successful children. I couldn't agree more. Well, thanks, Dad, for helping me out with my first podcast. As usual, you were there when I needed you. Oh, you're welcome, Ethan. Happy to help out. You did a great job, and I had fun doing it. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you, Miss Norridge and my English class for tuning in. I hope that this podcast had some educational value.